For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, it's me. <laughs> it's me. We're all just looking at each Hi. other like. Mm. <laughs> wow. Hello, potted together friends. Hey. Wait. Hey, I'm not done. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, potted together friends. Welcome back to another new season of Potted Together. Yeah. I am Becca. And hi, <laughs> I'm joined by my co-hosts, Adam and Nicole. We got the new season jitters. Say hello. Um, hello. hello. We, season six. Yeah, season six is crazy. That makes it sound like we've been doing this for a very long time, but it's been three years, right? Yeah. yeah we, we do, do two like, seasons a year. Yeah. Yep. So six seasons under our belt three years of podcasting and i have to say i still love it this is so much fun me too and we are starting this season with a bang because we actually have a topic (laughs) pre-prepared incredible who are these people it's almost (laughs) as if it's almost as if taking a break is a good thing I mean, yeah. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought? So, who would have thought you needed a mental rest? Yeah. Somewhat of so like a longer break, but here we are. <laughs> yes, no, I think it was kidding. a two week, three week break. And mm-hmm. we still chatted about once a week somehow. Yeah, it was enough of a break, though, that I forgot that we were going to record today, even though we talked last night about recording today. <laughs> I was yes. like, why is, yeah, Nicole, I called why is, like, why is Nicole like, trying to FaceTime me? Like, what? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh well yeah we're glad to be back we're excited and yeah honestly we do feel very rejuvenated which is always a good feeling and we've got some really oh my gosh i keep hiccuping i'm so sorry we've got some really That's fun okay. stuff coming up this season so we are going today we're going to discuss like how to propagate from your collection for selling or trading like how professionals do it because we got two pros here with us adam and nicole have both done this (laughs) many times adam actually got into a market so got into like you like broke in or like you tricked people (laughs) um so yeah we i have never done this and i would really like to learn because who knows, maybe in the future I'll want to do it. Maybe in the future you will want to do it. So we're going to talk about that. It'll be more of an educational episode. But first, we got to catch up because it's been a while for you guys at yeah, least since you've heard us <laughs> chatting yeah. about our lives. So um, let's hear from Adam first. Woo-hoo. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, what's what's been going on? Oh, we got an espresso machine, guys. 
Mm. Oh, Nespresso or espresso? Espresso, like an actual like barista Ooh. machine is in my kitchen. And I'm like the double pulling handle shots ones? and yeah, oh, making some dirty chai. Oof, I love me a dirty chai. Nice. Yeah, mm. yum. Yeah, you know how Steve kind of like obsesses about, so like we got that nugget ice maker Yes. Oh my god! Don't even talk to me about the nugget ice maker. And then it went, <laughs> and then it went to like him being like, "Oh, I'd like an espresso machine." So I'm like, "I'm all for it." You know what? Like, <laughs> stop buying those bottles of tequila. Get us an espresso machine. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yes, yes, that's really start fun. your day right. <clears throat> yeah, it's really fun in the morning to like just like pull a double shot and i don't know i feel like i've always wanted to be a barista like i've always wanted to work in a coffee shop it's like really yeah i think that if i came into a situation where i was like older and like either lost my job or my job fired me or whatever Mm -hmm. i feel like i'd try to go work at a coffee shop yeah i can see that for you honestly Mm -hmm. you you do seem like someone who would work at a coffee shop 100%. 100%. Yeah, fun. It would be fun. Or own one. Or boba. Or have own plants, one. Have coffee. Well, yeah, that's been, always been my dream is to have like a, like an old service station. You know how they had like, they were like a gas station service station. So there's usually like two glass doors that like roll up, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And my thought was to have a coffee cafe slash plant shop, either called mm. Beans and Greens or... <gasps> A double entendre, grounded, like grounded coffee, grounded plants. <gasps> you have you, thought don't about tell people this. this. I have. No, it's mine. Idea. Trademarked. <laughs> Trademark. You already trademarked it. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't, but <laughs> yes, he did. Don't tell people. Yeah, he, he definitely trademarked it. <laughs> Just anyway, search it. Yeah, dreams, dreams, and I think they're going to be coming true. Somewhat, because I am joining the green plant and going into business together. You are selling like like for sure, for sure. Yeah, well, now for sure, for sure, because it's out to the world. That's so cool! Wow! Congratulations! So it it is exciting. This new year is bringing on a lot of like exciting things, but hopefully that will turn into like it's an online shop now selling lots of beautiful Hoya. And then maybe one day it'll be like a an in-person shop. Yeah. Here in Arizona. Oh, my God. But that would be incredible. She's had she's had the green plant for a while now. Right. Yeah. So my friend Lydia started this when in like a little before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's been doing it solo. And then. Uh, she was like giving me all these free plants as gifts and then I've grown them all out into these beautiful Hoya and then she was like oh let's partner together so I can start cutting those plants that you grew that I gave you for free <laughs> I love it like a true businesswoman <laughs> yeah. yeah she's yes, been she's been playing <laughs> I keep telling her she's been playing the long game for two years because she's been giving me free Hoya yeah. for a long time <laughs> yeah Oh, but oh my yeah, gosh, it's, that's it's exciting. really exciting. That's so exciting. Yeah. So that is a good, that's a catch up. I was like, I have nothing to talk about, but yeah, I have that do. to talk about. Oh my gosh, that is so cool. And you guys can do like pop-up events yeah. and oh my gosh, Adam, the road to self-employment. Yes. Which is all we hope for. I know. For you. Yeah. Yes. Good times. I'm excited. That's good. I'm excited about the future and 
we'll see what this goes and hopefully people still love hoya oh yeah for sure oh yeah i don't think that's going away no. yeah yeah do you guys think that the plant craze is like dying out or steady or ramping up like where do you guys think it is right now i mean i feel like i'm far removed from the plant community to be honest i feel like i'm not really on my instagram like i used to be i'm not on youtube like i used to be like watching other creators i'm just i don't know my interests changed and i'm just not so i don't really know I'm not sure. I always feel like I'm out of the loop with everything, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. I think it'll stay strong with like a group of people. Um, but, you know, I see those posts on Facebook all the time. People are like, I've lost my love for plants, so I'm selling my whole collection kind of thing. But I feel mm-hmm. like those are the wow. people that maybe got into it for um, satisfying of a very like immediate need and maybe that was during mm-hmm. the pandemic, the need of like, I need to do something because I'm going crazy sitting in this house all day long. Uh, yeah. yeah. And now that need isn't so much there and the passion is gone. I don't know. Yeah. And the time. Like, you're right. A lot of people got into it during the pandemic. Everybody was home and it may have become overwhelming when they had to go back to work. And yeah. But I do think that there will always be a group of people that are still into it. And I think I'll be one of those people. Like, I've hopped hobbies yeah. mm-hmm. my whole life. And this is the only one that I've been, like, multiple years carrying on and still, like, enjoy doing. That's true. I feel mm-hmm. I feel the same way, actually. Yeah, for sure. I feel like plants are going to be a constant in my life no matter what. The amount I have is probably going to drop depending on where I'm mm-hmm. living and, like, life circumstances. But... I think that the underlying like enjoyment and like fulfillment that plants bring will always be a thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, that will be the case for people who plants have truly like touched and like it's unlocked something within them. And there's nothing wrong with not having that. But I feel like if that has been your situation, then like you can't imagine your, your life ever without them even if it's like five rather than a hundred you know yeah Mm -hmm. i don't think about this a lot but my friend zach went with me he's he's my friend that lived in illinois and i moved him out here helped him move out here last year he went with me Mm -hmm. on a trip to california with my friends lydia and jesse and lydia jesse and i all met each other through the plant community like we're all plant people and zach likes plants but not like to he's not our level of plants Mm mm-hmm and there was a couple moments during that trip where he was like, I feel like I need to find a hobby that I care about as much as like what you guys care about plants. Because he's like, you guys find have so much joy surrounding this. And then I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Like, if I didn't have that, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure I'd be f- mm-hmm. filling my time with something else, but it would be a lot less joyful. Like, I've met you guys through this community. I've met my good friends here in Arizona through this community and, like... It's bettered my life so much. And it's just, it started out as like a Mm -hmm. hobby, you know? Yeah. 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 And it, like, like you said, like with the hobby comes that community. And that's such a special part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that was kind of off topic. I feel like that could be its own episode. Just like the, the future of plant collecting 
Yeah. Know? What does it go? look like? Next week. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> We're on a roll. Oh, we had all God. these ideas. Wow. Huh. Nicole, you and this this what this get up that you're in with the hoodie over <laughs> every I, every once in a while I glance at the screen and I'm like, it looks like Logan is on our FaceTime. Like <laughs> Because it's like the vibes, the fucking vibes with the hoodie over and just being like real oh my fucking gosh. vibes. I'm cold. It's cold up here. Shout out to and Logan. I have a cold. Shout out to Logan. Okay. I'm done with my ketchup. Somebody else talk. Okay, I'll go. Hi, guys. I'm sick again. <laughs> I can't seem to stay healthy. Happy New Year. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, though, because I'm pretty freaking careful and I don't have much of a social life. So when I get sick, I'm like, how did this happen? And like when I'm at weddings and I'm in like a bigger crowd of people or like it's the dance floor time and I have to like squeeze in between people, I have a mask on. So like, I don't know, it could be anything really, but I got sick earlier this week and I thought for sure it was COVID again. So I took a test and it was not, thank God. But thank goodness, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what I've realized? It's like every time you get sick, it's just never a good time to get sick. Mm-hmm. Like Jay's like, I have such a big session coming up. I can't get sick. Or like we have the holidays. We can't get sick, you know. But like when I got sick this time, I was like, oh, I have nothing to do. I have mm-hmm. nothing in the next two weeks. So I can actually be sick and like rest and not worry about having to work and that recovery is totally different when you're in panic mode like worried about work mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy so this wasn't that bad like i'm still coughing but it's totally tolerable yeah like i'm fu- i'm still functioning you know yeah do you think you but- got better faster because you could rest and not worry about things i think so yeah i do think so i had a lot of editing to do like some backup editing but that just required me to just like sit down and edit and put some movies on like i'm not like physically Mm -hmm. working a wedding you know so yeah i do think that that's what it is so like here's here's my message to you guys during this new year if you happen to get sick because it is the flu season and it's crazy out there right now take some freaking time off of work like work Mm -hmm. can wait you know, like, I mean, I can I can't really say that because I'm a wedding photographer. But like, if you can call off of work, stay home for a few days and just rest because your body needs it. Yeah. For sure. It, but I don't know. Uh, it sucks that we live somewhere where that's like not a priority. Like, if you're it really sick, does, you have to like power through. It's just like mm-hmm. you just don't heal as fast because you're worried and stressed. And well. And I think the whole working from home thing is ma- it makes it makes having like that boundary even worse mm-hmm. because like it, I it don't is, feel yeah. great like right now today like and there's Steve is sick so then I'm like well I'm definitely gonna get sick yeah. New Year same shit <laughs> yep <laughs> she's back <laughs> I said she's I back. said New Year same shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I'm gonna update it after the call. <laughs> You're fine. Um, but like, since I'm work from home, I just I feel like I can pull myself and sit in an office chair and be miserable sitting there. 
And I feel like yeah. I have to, or mm-hmm. I, that's expected of me. Like, I can't really take a sick day because it's like, I don't have to get dressed to go into an office. I don't have to be around other people. So I'm like, but that's kind of mm-hmm. crappy because that's not how we should be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So then, like, if you work from home, like, what's a sick day? Like, yeah. You either sit in the office chair working or you sit on the couch watching TV. It's like, you, it's very easy to, like, convince yourself to still work, even though you shouldn't. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I still was editing weddings and I was still answering emails and we're still doing podcast stuff and like Patreon stuff. So, yeah, there is still work involved, but it's just not like physical labor. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's been pretty chill. Like after Thanksgiving, it's just been kind of like catching up on my other business side of things. And we're doing some fun stuff over on Patreon, which at this point would have already happened. We had a party over there, which was a lot of fun, wasn't it, guys? It was great. <laughs> yeah, you can still so watch it fun. if you join Patreon. You can still watch mm-hmm. the yeah, party. Yeah, you can go watch it. <laughs> uh, it's posted over there. There'll be a link. Um, but yeah. It's it's been kind of chill, which I I like this time of the year. I really do. Like I look forward to the down season. Um, money's a little tighter because there's no business, but like we save for it, and it's just kind of like okay, take it easy, you know, relax, yeah, and go with the flow. It's cold outside, so we're not going out there. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh. It's cold in Arizona too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's a little chilly. I mean, I might need a jacket, but it's like seventy, like rainy though. 70s, 60s. I saw yeah, that it's, it's been raining. It was raining a lot, but I was gone in California when that was happening. So, oh, okay, lucky you. Anytime it rains in Arizona in the winter, like that is like a full. It's like a snow day, basically. That's like nah, today's winter. Okay, everybody, yeah. shut down. Stay, yeah. f- stay home. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah. It's been like, I mean, it feels to me like it's cold, but it's been in like the 40s and 50s here. Yeah. Like to me, that's cold. We're, it is winter. But like, and then I'm reminded that that is just definitely not winter here. It gets <laughs> we're much actually, colder. Yeah, we're actually not. It's still considered fall, which is so mm-hmm. stupid. It's like fall till the end of December, but it's like, come on, the Christmas decorations are up. It's winter. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's, I hear it's supposed to be a pretty bad winter, according to the Farmer's Almanac. Yeah. Whatever, (laughs) whatever dude wrote that, I don't know, but it's supposed to be bad. I have also heard that. I'm not, uh, am I looking forward to it? I don't know. I hope that it snows a lot. That's my hope for this winter because I like when it snows because then it's like it's cold for a reason. If it's it's not snowing, then it's just ugly. Like, I haven't seen the sun in probably a week now that I think about it. Yeah. Probably. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Nicole. I mean, I know it's sunny in Arizona. Don't even bother rubbing it in our faces. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the same over here. It's been very cloudy. Uh, to the point where it looks like it's going to snow, but it's still too warm to snow. Mm-hmm. We've got we've had a couple like rain days. Oh, it rained here the other day. And we have those like Christmas blow ups in the front of the house. <laughs> and somehow water got inside of them <gasps> and f- it froze because it rained and then it immediately froze. Oh, no. And like so we have a we have like a 
10 foot 12 foot Grinch he's huge (laughs) and he was like half up and my mom was flipping out (laughs) it's fucking broken what are we gonna do these are so expensive and I'm like oh god here we go happy holidays everyone happy holidays but we managed to like shake out the ice and then it was fine but and then he that's so inflated funny. and then he inflated oh my gosh one of my favorite things like it's just like a funny thing that i've noticed is you know like when you're around your family and around christmas and like people start fighting there's always christmas music playing in the background <laughs> So like over the sound of Christmas, it's like it's like there's a soundtrack in the background of people fighting, and I'm like, this is Christmas. This is really it. This, <laughs> this is Christmas. This is the meaning of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Every time it happens, it's just so funny. It, it oftentimes happens in a car. I've noticed with my family, my parents argue in the car all the time because my my dad is a crazy driver. My mom has PTSD from car accidents, so they're always like on oh, edge. No. And um. Anyway, it's just really funny. Like it's the most people are wonderful time. Yeah, wonderful time. And it's like people being like, "You're the worst driver in the world. I can't believe I let you let you drive." What the fuck, Dwayne? It's so funny. Oh, it makes me laugh every time. That's good, Becca. We need a we need a greenhouse update. No. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Is it not good? There is no greenhouse. We don't want update. a greenhouse update. What's the greenhouse update? Well, we need to hang up and install the heater, and we need to rewire the exhaust fan. Oh, the one that you paid someone to come out to wire. I no, I didn't pay him to do it. He said that he would come back, and he oh. never did. Which like I'm like okay good oh. because I was done with him anyway like yeah I was done oh um he just he he did the job but that's about it you know I don't know yeah so yeah that has not happened yet so heating and cooling is not in the greenhouse it's cold outside and the sun has not been out so if there's a sunny day then I think it's plausible that we could do it but like it's cold don't go do it right now daniel don't be a martyr like don't you're supposed to be resting go lay down oh my dog yes go lay down (laughs) good boy good boy you're so brave (laughs) i'm just kidding dan i love you he said he's gonna piss in my bed um, it's gonna fart. Okay, Close earlier I kicked Cooper in the head on accident, and <laughs> I told him that he was so brave. And Adam thinks that's just hilarious. Oh, you're so it brave! It was, it was like the whole like, oh, I'm so sorry, Cooper. Come here, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. You're such a brave boy. <laughs> It was the whole thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you just made it sound so much worse. <laughs> if anybody ever doubts that I love my dogs, just refer to this moment, okay? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, okay, but yeah, so that's the greenhouse update. Um, the benches, definitely, I could be building the benches right now. I'm not. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So okay. that's just where we're at. Okay. That is that is yeah. where we're at. I'm kind of at a point where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. To be honest, mm-hmm. I regret building it because we're moving like sooner than I thought. It's just yeah. I feel like this was a waste of my time and money, but I gained a lot of experience, so it's worth it in that. Mm-hmm. But like my YouTube videos on the greenhouse do not do well. Like people are like done. You know what I mean? Like I just get the feeling that it's like people are used to things like that being cranked out in like a weekend. Yeah, cuz HGTV yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's like there's no and this isn't like criticizing anybody who watches my videos by any means, but I bet you if I had like a full like start to finish build video, that would have been way more popular than like part 1, part 2, part 3. Just because that's how people consume content now. Like they're not like DIY Danny made yeah. a greenhouse. She's another YouTuber, way bigger than my channel. Definitely bigger. But like her videos were extremely popular and like everyone was referring me to her. And, like, the reason that her greenhouse went up so fast was because it's, like, a fraction of the size of mine, number one. Like, I built a huge greenhouse. For what? Like, why? Um, But, yeah, it just – it takes time when you aren't an experienced builder and you're working, like, mostly on weekends Yeah. or by yourself. It's just – I underestimated how long it would take and, like – for the situation we're in, the amount of time it's taking, I think, is, like, ve- relatively normal. But mm-hmm. just given how fast-paced the internet expects everything, it's been really slow, and I think people have lost interest. Like, I'm going to say the general. Like, there's definitely, like, a few people out there who are, like, very much intrigued still, but, like, most people are like, okay, this is still going on. Like, mm-hmm. where's the final result? Mm-hmm. I'm done with this, you know? Which, I get it. Yeah. I do. I'm also a consumer of yeah. content, but well, I also want to say like you're you. I think you do need to keep focusing on the fact that you've learned a lot. Like I know you said that because mm-hmm. ultimately that's the best part of it is just like learning. But like it's yeah. still beautiful. It's still a gorgeous greenhouse, and whether you're moving or yeah. not or what happens, like someone's gonna get like in a really amazing, well built structure. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I've definitely learned a lot. I feel like I if I did one on a smaller scale, it would be a lot easier and faster. And maybe I'll do that again in the future, but I feel like in the future I'm just going to buy like a prefabricated like the one that Garden Answer has, that big one she had, not the Hartley, but the other one. It's like mm-hmm. aluminum frame with the plastic wrap. Like that just seems so much easier, mm-hmm. you know. So I've learned my lesson there. And that's fine. But yeah, lessons have been learned. It's not it'll it'll get done before winter's over maybe, but it's really just interior work that's left. So if we get the heating and cooling in, then for sure I can finish it this winter, but that's been the the question now is like rewiring that. Like should I just buy a new one so I don't have to worry about that? Just buy it new, put it in because it's like what's holding us up is the rewiring. Yeah. I'm like, is that the one that you got from someone? Uh-huh, yeah. It was free. And those things are like $800, like they're not cheap. Mm. But at this point, I'm like, is it is it worth losing time on the greenhouse to like wait to rewire this or should I just 
get it done. You know, I've even considered like hiring a handyman just to be like, hey, come out for two days, finish it. (laughs) I will be ready to enjoy it. You know, it might be worth it, at least in time, in like your time, you know, like you don't have to worry about it or anything. Yeah. And like given certain circumstances, I don't have time to do that. Like I just... It's a lot. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of where my thought process is right now. We will see. Like maybe between now and when this episode airs, more will happen. But you'll have to stay tuned on YouTube. That's right. Yep. But yeah, I mean, other than that, there's really not a lot going on. I decorated my front door for Christmas. I mean, Christmas is like long gone at this point. You're hearing this, but I did that today and it's very beautiful. It's so cute. I've never decorated outside my front door besides like a wreath mm-hmm. and it's very cute. I really like it. I got garlands from Lowe's and yeah, we're visiting home. My We're visiting Tucson for Christmas, hopefully, and it'll be nice to be in the, the heat Again, for a period of time. <laughs> That's right. It's always nice in Arizona around Christmas. Yes. It is. Because it's like you get the decorations, you get the, the the feel of Christmas, but it's also like you're not bundled up and you can actually enjoy yeah. outdoor decorations and like going places. Yeah. It's like 60 degrees, which is mm-hmm. the best. <laughs> the best. Yeah. Cozy season is in full swing, and what better way to enjoy it than in luxury loungewear? Cozy Earth crafts luxury goods that transform your life, and they've even been featured on Oprah's Favorite Things. And honestly, I completely understand why. (laughs) They're also on my list of favorite things. This winter, I've been living in my lounge set, and I love that I never overheat. Even when I'm wrapped up in my flannel sheets, sleeping all night, I never feel overheated, which is really awesome. All of their products are made from responsibly sourced viscose from bamboo, which is known for its softness and breathability. It also makes it perfect for loungewear and also for bedding, which Cozy Earth also has. So if you're looking for loungewear that is comfortable while also looking nice, Cozy Earth is the place to go. Cozy Earth gave us an exclusive offer for Potted Together listeners, which is 35% off site-wide when you use the code Together all in one word. Again, that is 35% off site-wide when you use the code P-O-T-T-E-D-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R. We are going to move into our episode, which as I said before, is about how to propagate from your collection for selling or trading. Um, Yeah. So basically, Adam and Nicole both do this and they're really good at it, and I just wanted to pick their brains on how they do it. So first of all, my question is, how do you know a good mother plant? Because you want to have a good mother plant to pull from, right? Because then the pups will be better. So like, what is your process for that, for deciding this is a plant that I'm going to do this with? Like, what what are the characteristics of that plant? I feel like I... I mainly have Hoya. So like any large mm-hmm. plant can be a good mother plant. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know that that's kind of hard because it would be a whole different thing with like aeroids and anthuriums and stuff. Um, but there are specific mutations in Hoya, like splash, that like having a very splashy mother plant would give you 
a better chance of having like a very if you take a propagation of that like continuing that splash on somewhere else like in another plant because mm-hmm. I just basically grow my plants out big and then start chopping them just chopping them all down mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean I have Hoya I've only done it with Hoya as well I feel like I posted online well I sold plants twice and in one of the sales I did include um I want to say a philodendron but it I don't think it sold so it was mainly Hoya that I sold Mm -hmm. but um also like making sure it's pest free would probably be like my number one thing the mother plant yeah Mm -hmm. the mother plant yeah okay I think healthy, robust mother plant with like the best characteristics of the plant you're trying to put forth. Yeah. Right. And I think that like Hoya just go a lot. The turnaround from like taking a propagation to to that propagation rooting and growing is so much quicker than you would for like an aeroid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would say a Hoya can root and start a new growth point within two weeks. And that's just not going to happen with an aeroid. Well, mm-hmm. usually, you know. Like most likely. Yeah. yeah. And that I feel is in any medium. Soil, moss, water. It's pretty easy to propagate Hoya. Most Hoya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how are you propagating them then? So we're going to focus mostly on Hoya. Obviously with aeroids. (laughs) I feel bad. (laughs) Well, no, you you shouldn't because that's what gets your experience. Um, Aeroids, it's a similar process with aeroids. It just takes longer, let's say. Yeah. And you need more space. And yeah, yeah, you need more space because aeroids tend to be bigger, leafier situations. And regarding aeroids, there's specific places that you have to cut them. Which is important. You have to have an aerial root. And you have to know how to propagate and divide that specific plant. So it's a little bit more complicated than that. But as far as Hoya go, you can cut them anywhere on the stem and they'll root, right? And that's why that's such a good plant to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did get an aeroid. I do have an Anthurium Magnificum, a huge mm-hmm. one that I was given uh, free by someone so now i'm like well am i i gotta figure out how to take care of it oh Oof, mm-hmm. it's big nice. it is so big but anyway it's beautiful yeah i i didn't see it I'll, did you post it i think just in stories at one point okay but yeah um anyway propagating i when i was starting out propagating just selling things like just really quickly like Facebook purges or that kind of stuff, like not a lot, not like on a high scale. I was just using my regular shelves that I have my plants on and those grow lights and just a plastic Tupperware bin from Target and little clear three ounce cups. Like that's all I was doing. That's all I still am doing. It's just a little more, (laughs) there's a a little more uh, containers involved now, but... That's still my method. Mm-hmm. It's super simple. It is so simple. Um, De La Tanks was my preferred method, but now that like, now that this is a business and you have overhead costs, now you got to start thinking about <laughs> the cheap and yeah. fast way to do things. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm working my way through my De La, De La Tanks supply, and then I'm using Coco Choir and Perlite. Yeah, that's good. Boom. Mm. Super simple. Very cheap. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Nice. But this thing is still the same. I found these containers, like, as I've moved on for propagating, I've realized, like, okay, well, these containers are letting a bit too much light in. You know, like, I noticed my new growth was kind of looking a little chlorotic. Like, if a Hoya put out a new leaf under the lights, it was, like, very light green and not cute. I mean, they do usually deepen in color once you move them out of that environment. Um, But I found these other containers that have like a frosted lid so light still gets through but it's very diffused and i was like this is Mm -hmm. like perfection you know Mm -hmm. so literally it's three ounce cups two usually one node cuttings uh put them in that container set them on the shelves and give them the grow light like 12 hours a day and that's it Mm -hmm. any heating mat or anything like that no because i think that it's so funny, the room, because I don't have them out in the, like, the main living room anymore. I have them in the spare bedroom, and the room is, like, cold when I go in there in the morning. But when I go in to shut the lights off at night, it's, like, toasty because, like, the mm-hmm. lights kind of heat up. And then it just, like, everything mm-hmm. causes it to be, like, warm in there. Um, so I think the lights are enough being in the Tupperware, like, not being open to open air, like, being closed into, like, um, those containers, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah i i would have I would assume that that would that would be the case for you because you're in like a warmer climate. For me, I I would have to have them on a heating mat, especially like this time of year, mm-hmm. because our house is only like at sixty eight degrees, which is fine for house plants, but like to grow cuttings, I feel like they need that little extra boost. Yeah. So I have mine on a grow mat, but I think it all just depends on you know what the climate is inside your home Mm -hmm. at the time you're doing it Mm -hmm. yeah and where do you get these supplies i think we should put together a shopping list for this like starter kit because it sounds like you're using just like a storage bin like it's nothing super expensive Uh, by any means um i used to just get like clear bins like short like they're probably so like maybe five to six inches tall uh Mm -hmm maybe a little maybe like five to eight inches tall um so they're like short wide bins that i got from target but the ones i fell in love with i we got at ace hardware and then they were on sale at the container store but Mm. basically any bin would work these ones are a little because it's the frosted lid the frosted lid i mean i freaking love that it's so nice yeah Makes a difference. But I literally put, I keep all those bins on a shelf that you get at like Target that you would put in your garage, like those wire utility shelves, you know? Uh-huh. I have two of those. I zip tied grow lights. I use the Minos L or Barinas, and I have them zip tied to those shelves, and I just put the containers on there, and that's my setup. Yeah. It's, Is that the ones that we all have? The grow lights we all have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have those in my greenhouse cabinet. They're very strong. Very strong. They are. Um, you know, they went up to like a hundred bucks. Yeah. I got mine for 70. I want to say or like 65. Yeah. When I first got them, they're on sale right now for like 70 on Amazon. But yeah, they went up like a lot. I was like, that's a big price hike but they're great lights and yeah they are barina as barina as well makes grow lights that are very similar i mean i feel like it's the same exact product just a different brand mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so maybe if those are cheaper but yeah yeah the um 
the thing that I use are from the container store and they're just clear bin shoe boxes mm-hmm. and they're super cheap. I just looked it up right now and one of them with the lid is like five bucks. Okay. If you get a smaller, that's like for like an adult male shoe. <laughs> yeah. If you get like a smaller box, it's like two fifty. But yeah, it's so inexpensive. Yeah. And also I'm thinking for the frosted top, like if you can't find or access these specific totes that they're referring to that we're going to link, you could buy like probably like spray paint to frost the top. Like there's True. like frosted spray paint. Mm-hmm. Um or like window film, like the frosted window film. Yeah, there's definitely things that you can do to like shade them a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. if you could, you could like just lower them so they're not so close. That might not be possible given your shelf situation. So yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good tip. Okay, so we will link the bins, the lights, the cups, the heat mats, etc. Like based on your location, I mean... I would definitely use heat mats where I live. My house is usually like 65 degrees through the winter. And I think that's a little cold to be activating new growth. So I personally would. But um, given your, like you guys know your home environment better than we would. So with anything regarding houseplants, like you can learn these things from us and adapt it for yourself. So don't expect that like Adam's and Nicole's routine is going to work perfectly for you. You kind of got to experiment, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so as far as cut to sell timeline, like when do you know a plant is ready and like stable enough? Because I'm sure that we've all received a plant that was under rooted or underdeveloped and not ready to be sold, but it mm-hmm. was and maybe it perished or took a really long time because it was jostled around you know it was just kind of shocked so what is the timeline or like what signs do you maybe not necessarily timeline but what signs do you look for when you know a plant is ready to be sold i mean me personally i think what we look for would be roots you can always mm. see the roots on the in the cup because they're clear cups you know so you can see the roots on the outside and if you have a good root system Buy also always like to see like a new growth point starting, you know, like mm-hmm. a new little nubbin coming out. Uh, but sometimes if I don't see roots, I just kind of give the cutting a little tug to make sure that like some roots are going somewhere in that cup, even though I can't see them. They haven't reached the sides or the bottom of the cup. But I mean, honestly, that happens in like a couple weeks with Hoya, particularly mm-hmm. like boom in the, in those c- containers with the blasted humidity and the warmth like they just get rocking and rolling pretty quickly mm-hmm. okay so a developed root system are you looking for it to completely fill up that cup or just you can see them in the cup i think you can see them as usually what i go for not filling up the cup okay okay so you can see the roots growing in the cup and there's to be absolutely safe there's a new growth point happening yeah i do like to see a little new growth point starting you know yeah i would if i was buying i would like to see that too i mean that's what i when i'm out plant Mm -hmm. shopping i always look to see if the plant is currently pushing new growth because that usually means it's mostly healthy you know i mean you never really know it's a good sign yeah um and my question my next question is 
how, what are you doing to make sure that the plants are pest free? Because independent sellers, I mean, it, it, pests are inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there aren't very many checks and balances for that situation. I've been into many nurseries where the plants are absolutely infested. And yeah, there's really no way of like keeping places accountable. Like how can you, I don't know, it's just like a hard thing to walk into a nursery and see plants infested, et cetera. So like, what are you doing since it's a, a smaller scale, you can control it a lot easier. What are you doing to make sure that those plants are not, to your knowledge, pest infested well we full on like microscope literally everything and i continue to do Mm -hmm. that to this day like my my actual collection plants i'm propagating but i also use beneficials and i have been for the past like seven months Mm -hmm. it is wild because you know if you throw one of those little satchels of beneficial bugs the slow release, meaning there's some like eggs in there, there's some larvae, there's some adults in one of those prop bins because the humidity is so high inside those things. Dude, those bugs just, they are just like thriving in there and they are just mm. the little army. They're like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, like I will open that box <laughs> and you can't see a lot of beneficial bugs with your eyes that well. But sometimes you can, especially if there's like large groups of them. And I can just see like a whole party on a leaf just like cruising around trying to find something to chomp on. So nice. But I make sure I'm also like going through the the stock plants and we are making like Lydia has really helped me make sure that they're all clean and using um, any kind of pest management chemicals to get them clean. Because, you know, my flat mm-hmm. might sit mm-hmm. – because a lot, a lot of the Hoya that I sell and that we are selling is for my own collection. It's not like they're, like, in my house and I'm loving them every day. It's not like I have, like, some sort of warehouse where I just, oh, these mm-hmm. are going to be here and they're going to grow and I'm going to cut them. Like, these are actually my personal plants that I bought for my personal plants that I yeah can share now. Right. Um, so making sure that those are treated regularly – and I'm doing the sulfur thing, but now mm-hmm. I've started using this pure crop one, which is almost like a it's a systemic. Well, not just a systemic, but can be used as a systemic. Uh, that will it's really kind of an amazing product, but you can look into it. It's really cool. And I think it will, it will it kills mites too. It's a systemic that kills mites. So it's like kind oh. of very expensive, but also like if this works, it's it's a miracle. It's like a miracle in a bottle in my mind. Mm. Yeah, because then you can get away with beneficials and, yeah. you know, doing the hot water submersion. I forget what it's called. I mean, that's the, the flat mites is one of the reasons why I haven't done a sale in a long time is when I when I first noticed them, I was like, OK, and I haven't really been mentally there to be able to like focus on my plants and like ridding all the flat mites. So I just can't, Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not going to sell plants until I get that under control. But yeah. Yeah. I have them. So I think we all do. I'd be interested in Yeah, I think everyone does. And the thing is like, so you're being responsible, but I've bought some Hoya off Facebook uh, and they had flat mites and I let the person know, even though I don't do that because like that makes me cringe be like, just bite. FYI, and the people are like, oh, okay, thank you. And then they start selling mm. plants again the next week. And I'm like, okay, well, you're just continuing this reinfestation. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have them. 
your plants you're selling have stuff. And the thing about <laughs> yeah, the thing about it is, is that it, they're not like those disgusting pests like aphids or mealybugs where you like you said you can see them with your eye like you really don't see them so that's how people are probably getting away with it but it does affect growth it and it causes that knobby growth and it's just not cute so yeah Yeah. people shouldn't be doing that once you know what the growth looks like when a plant has it you can't unsee it it's like right (laughs) i I went to a nursery in minneapolis and every single Hoya was absolutely infested. And I'm like, I, I mean, at the, they didn't even look good, you know, because they were so badly infested. I don't know if the people who worked there knew or maybe they just thought, oh, it's a humidity issue. Or, yeah. oh, it's, they're, they're not getting as frequent watering because that's what we all thought was the reason for Hoya leaf drop. Or, like, or they're just like, Hoyas just yeah. are so slow at growing, you know? Yeah. Which is really not true in a lot of cases. They grow fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that it's definitely important. Just do preventatives. Even if you think that your plant is pest free, there's nothing wrong with doing a preventative. Um, just regular maintenance. If you're doing beneficials, if you want to do a systemic insecticide, which is what I do, um, I mean, as soon as I stop doing a systemic, I can tell. Like, yeah. I get spider mites. Like, I, they're just waiting in the wings, you know, constantly. <laughs> so, especially if you have a larger collection, and especially, especially if you're selling from that collection, like, you really want to be giving out plants that are healthy, happy, because this is people's money at the end of the day. Yeah. And your integrity, your hard work, et cetera. I mean, have some pride for what you do, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Oh. Um, okay, so when it comes to actually selling the plants, what is the process for that? Like, I want to hear photographing. I want to hear description, where you sell them, how you price. Like, I know that's a lot, so we can break that down even further. But first of all, I want to hear, like, how are you photographing these so that people know the actual size? Because I think that's always a problem is mm. people will buy a plant not – and this is also user error. Like, that's their own damn fault. But they buy a plant not fully realizing the size. Yeah. and Because these cuttings are very small. Naturally, they're going to get big, but they start off as, like, two or three leaves. So, like, how are you photographing and, like, putting it out there that these are for sale? I'll say how I do it and then maybe you can say how you do it like for starters I learned most of what I did from Adam so it's probably the same process Mm. but I think that those Dixie cups really kind of show the size of the plant Um, like if you know that little Dixie cup like you're gonna know it's a smaller cutting um, but I just make sure that like the photo's pretty clear. Like I usually just do it on my countertop in my kitchen against the white tile so that you can like fully see the plant. Um, I use my iPhone, like straight up use my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put a description like on, I use Instagram stories. So like I'll put a description on that photo of the name of the plant 
and like how many cuttings are in there because there's been times where I did like two cuttings in one Dixie cup mm-hmm. and then um I'll put to I'll, I'll just put a little box that says make an offer because I personally like <clears throat> it's not really worth my time investigating and doing research on how much a plant is worth and I also feel like one plant can be worth so many different prices and I just don't I don't know maybe it's just like laziness on my part but I just don't want to take the time to research that so I'll just say make an offer and at the end of either like a 10 hour period or an eight hour period when from whenever I post it I'll go back and look through and just give it to the best offer um if I notice like someone's kind of making like offers on a lot and like sometimes I'll be like okay like you can't just take the whole like other people want them so like I'll give it to somebody else like I I try to play fair but that's pretty much all I do and again I've only done this twice so I'm not a pro and Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily something that'll work for everybody but it worked for me both times and yeah, I thought that the I thought that the price was a pretty fair point for all of them. There was one I can't remember the I can't remember the cutting, but I went and looked it up, and it was like fifty dollars. It was like worth quote unquote. It was worth like fifty dollars more than <laughs> I sold it for. But like I don't care, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is. Having an idea of what it could be worth is good so that you're not lowballing yourself but at the same time if this isn't like your career it's like right. it i'm just wanting to get rid of these i'm just trying to make a few extra bucks like yeah it doesn't and then need, also oh i'm sorry oh i was just gonna say it doesn't need to be this whole thing where you're like doing a ton of market research especially if you're doing something casual like instagram story sales um if this is more like something where you're like driving income from this, I think that definitely that's important to do. But if like I wouldn't do that, I would just be like, it's $15. You know what I mean? Like I just. Yeah. And I also add on there, like I, I make sure to mention like it'll be an extra $10 for shipping. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's caused me an issue where like it cost maybe 15 to ship it because shipping it is a whole other thing you know like you need the packaging supplies you need to make sure that it's not going to like bounce around the box you need to make sure that it's being shipped in in the climate it's in maybe you need a heat pack you need to make sure that you're shipping it within like two days three at the most which the post office is like kind of iffy now especially with the holidays Yeah. yeah So Hoya tend to hold up very well in the mail, though, I will say, because I've ordered Hoya where it's taken like 10 days to get to me and it arrived perfectly. So that's another reason why I felt so confident in selling Hoya through the mail, because I just know it's a hardier plant and it's just easier to ship in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, Um and that that all I think like even Facebook purges like if you are a person that has Facebook and you've been on the plant groups like U.S. Hoya Market or things like that you can see how people other other people do purges because there's always like throughout a week there's multiple people selling plants on there um, and usually there's like even rules to the group that tells you like okay this is what you have to list where you're shipping from how much your shipping is going to be so usually personally I just did like fourteen. 13 to $15 shipping and handling because that 
handling counts mm-hmm. for like your supplies. The boxes you can get free from yeah. the post office, which is nice. You can just get. You told me that. You can order them free after, at your house. Like you can just go onto USPS.com yeah. and place an order for like small priority mm-hmm. boxes. Boom, and they'll just bring them to your house. Yep, that's amazing. But uh, also just reusing boxes you get. Yes. Getting a lot of packages for Christmas, so you can just reuse a lot. Yeah, and you can even order priority mail because you're going to want to ship them priority, but you can order priority mail labels. So if you just use yep. a brown box, just slap the priority mail label on there, you know? Exactly. All of this stuff. Um, so that's something you can do if you're interested in. With prices, I usually look I look up the plant in other Facebook groups, but this is my, like, I'm not good at this part of it. I love propagating plants. I love growing them. But the whole admin side, not my thing. Like, I mm-hmm. baby yeah. these Hoya. Like, you wouldn't... Every day I'm in there, I open up the containers, I fan them so they get a fresh oxygen to turn it into carbon dioxide. Like, all of this stuff. I'm, like, talking to them every morning. <laughs> but the whole, like, price research, that's that's not my thing. But you can usually... Yeah. Find a good... Like, you can just search for what it was sold for recently in Facebook groups, that kind of stuff. Or just like Etsy, yeah, Etsy, or choose your own price. You know, like if you're not if you're mm-hmm. not doing it to make like a living, and you just need a couple extra dollars, like yeah. what what is that cutting worth to you? Like, what would you spend on that? Price it at that. You know, don't stress about it. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah, I've man in the past when I've thought about, I always like take pictures of plants to sell, and then I never actually do. I'm like, okay, I don't know why. I don't. I just don't do it. But I just look on, I just like Google the plant and look at the shopping tab. And then I like look at, there's usually like a median or not a median, but like an average number that the plants are being priced around. Um, but like the plant market price really depends on your location too. Yeah. Because yeah. when I lived in Tucson, Hoya were never in big box stores or nurseries. It was not a popular plant. But Hoya mm-hmm. were extremely popular. And so for me, I would have paid a lot of money for a Hoya cutting that perhaps now in Missouri, Hoya are very accessible. I would never pay that now because yeah. it's accessible to me at a different price. So, yeah, at the end of the day, just price it at what you think is fair because it's going to be different for everybody. Someone's going to think it's a deal and someone else is going to think you're ripping people off. Like, it's just... yeah. The market is so different based on where you live. Mm-hmm. So, so true. Um, you, you touched on shipping. I mean, we don't need to go too far into that, but you said priority mail always, like two to three days mm-hmm. at most, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, just in case it gets held up. I yeah. And also, like, hot take, I'm going to say something brave yet controversial. Uh Mm-hmm. I think heat packs are bullshit. I gotta be honest. I think really, I oh, think well, they can heat packs be. can work if people do them correctly. But the amount of people who do them correctly are it's pretty nil. Like it's pretty low. Literally, just mm-hmm. buy some of that insulation, that silver insulation, and wrap your plants in that, and put them in the box, mm-hmm. and that then everything will be fine. It looks like the the window shield, right? Yeah, it's like silver foil. Yes. Like I think people use them to wrap pipes and that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. like you can find them. Yeah, uh, rolls of them at in all the big box stores. You know. Yeah, 
And like Adam said, put all of the those expenses into your shipping because it's shipping and handling. Yeah. Like, don't mm-hmm. eat cost on shipping and packaging materials. Like, just don't. It's not worth it. Like, I would rather pay more for shipping knowing that the plant is going to arrive well packed and correctly packed than right. I one time I or- I ordered a plant and it arrived in a literal tissue box <laughs> wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, a Hoya. And like, I remember that? It sucks. Like that sucked. It the plant never recovered. It still looks like shit to be honest. And that was years ago. Yeah. So and that's probably my fault to be honest because I'm sure that Adam or Nicole could have brought it back to life. Anyway, point is. I would have paid extra if it meant that I got a real box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an, a- an actual box. <laughs> a real box. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really important. And I'm pretty sure I know that I have a video on packing plants. Nicole, do you have a video of you packing plants? I think it's very old. Uh, yeah. Mine's. Mine's old as well, but it's still relevant. So I'll see if I can find those. We can link those too, or just we'll find other resources because I I think that's like a whole thing. You need to visually see it. And I have a video of propagating Hoya, which is my method I still use. mm -hmm. So that's good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're just going to compile a bunch of resources for you guys so that you can use this for yourself. And again, you don't need to start a plant business. This could just be your way of managing your collection and keeping it to a manageable size and making a little extra. Because you could definitely make back the amount you spent on a plant with cuttings. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. you could definitely make it back. Mm-hmm. Like particularly if you have like a, if you really spent a lot of money on like a album Monstera, you sell two cuttings and you have your money back, right? And like mm-hmm. you're spreading the plant, you're making it more accessible by putting more cuttings out there that are reasonably priced, hopefully. And you're getting your money back and the plant is going to grow back. That is the thing with propagating is the plant will grow back. It's not going to be like stumpy forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't be afraid to propagate your plants. I think that's the one my number one advice for anybody out there even if you're not making money off of it you're bringing it to swaps or you're just giving it to people the plant will grow back yes it will so Mm -hmm. do you guys have any last thoughts do we want to talk a little bit about the market that you were just at adam like close it out with that yeah Yeah. and how you got into that um well, I, we kind of snuck into so in Southern California they have this they have this big like SoCal plant group on Facebook, and I am in that group because I have some friends in SoCal, and yeah, I'm just in the group, and they were t- talking about like wanting vendors for this sale swap. So there's two different plant groups in like SoCal. There's one in San Diego specifically, and one in Southern California, that's like Los Angeles, Long Beach, all of that, um, and they do monthly events, which I, I think is great. And I know that like BP before pandemic, there were other like Minneapolis had a group that was was doing events and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I hope more and more people bring back, especially people who live in bigger cities who can do that. But anyway, they do a monthly swap slash sale. And this was like going to be the last one of the year uh, where they invite vendors to come and sell. And it was a small vendor fee. 
this can change drastically by how you do that. But they have a nursery there that has like this really big parking lot area. So they asked the nursery, they're like, sure, you can do this. We had to pay a vendor fee for like a 10 by 10 booth. Um, mm-hmm. And then we just brought plants there and, and sold them. And then there was also people who brought plants to, to swap for like a, there was a whole section for plant swap. Again, I wasn't the one setting up this whole thing. It would be a lot to do, but it's, I think, worth it. It was such a cool event. There were a lot of people mm-hmm. selling plants. There was like a boba vendor. There was a girl who made these freaking adorable bear pots ceramic bear pots oh i saw one of those yeah and she was selling it for 35 dollars. so i bought one and as she was wrapping it up i'm like by the way you can charge more for that (laughs) don't charge don't charge me more but you should definitely charge more (laughs) (laughs) um plant dosage was there angela she Yep. I bought some oh, earrings. Oh, she messaged me and told me. I brought some earrings from her because I was so I was at her booth and she's like, "You're Becca's friend, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I was like, "I remember when you gave her the first pair of earrings you gave her because I was at her house and I was like, these are so cute." And she, so yeah, that was really kind of cool. Also, people were wearing their De La Plants totes, and I took mine, so I was like, "We're tote twins," because I was like carrying mine around. Oh I God. love it. Yeah, it was That's really so fun. awesome. I yeah, it's so cool. That is a thing of merch that I never see people like wear. I, I never see photos of people with their um, totes. So I'm like, people receive it, but I never hear anything. And I'm like, did you like, do you like it? Like, okay, but clearly they do if they're bringing it to a market. So that makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, like, I love mine. I take mine yeah, everywhere it's too. It's so handy. Yeah. It's the best. Um, But yeah, so I, I still just... have a lot. <laughs> Head over, <laughs> head all over to DeLaPlants.com and get orders. They are really cute. I'm not going to lie. I have all of them. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, but yeah, so the, the vendor thing was, it was new to me. Uh, you can have a little sign for like your PayPal, a little sign for your Venmo, or if you take mm-hmm. cash, it's, you know, that kind of sucks. But a little barcode that someone can sign, they just pay you like that. You sell some plants for some money, spend it at that market. Like it was, it's really simple and it doesn't have to be anything stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just fun. And, you know, the marketing behind it is probably really simple because you have all these vendors, like the event is, is blasting it on social media, but then yeah. you have all these vendors that are sharing about it. So it's just like all this genuine free marketing and like you meet so many new people that way like i think it's just so cool yeah so if you're like a type Mm -hmm. a kind of person a planner and you want to like do something like this in your city because there's like it doesn't have to be just plants like i said there was boba there there was people making pots there was like uh lots of other different things that people were selling and and a lot of people like a handmade market yeah and then you just made a lot of friends i don't know it was it was a good vibe and it reminded me like I like the plant community. Like, it's like, okay, these are good people. And like, everyone's just like, it's so easy to talk to people. And I'm a shy, Mm -hmm. I'm a shy bird. But yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. What a great way to connect with the community. And I want to say, if you are doing this often and you're making like a significant amount, um, I believe it's more than $400 a year, you do have a tax obligation. I just have to say it as a daughter of a CPA. Um, (laughs) That's not something we're going to go into, but definitely be aware. Possibly, maybe. Yeah, possibly in the future. If you guys are interested in that, we could discuss. Um, But 
money you get like scot-free what's the phrase like just you get to just put this away yeah um yeah definitely track it so that you're at least aware like how much are you spending on shipping materials and how much are you actually making that's two simple things to to track like your cost of your Mm -hmm. items that that you bought just save the receipts that makes it easy save the receipts put it in a box and just hold on to that because yeah, you might have a small tax obligation. It's probably not going to be much at all, if anything, but just something to be aware of if you're making more than $400 off of this a year. Um, that's all I want to say about it. Yeah, that's always good to know. And services like Vel, Vel, like Venmo and PayPal, like they are sending you tax documents. Like they've changed. Things have changed, all right, in the Venmo yeah. world. So you're... If you and Zell too, yeah, right? Yeah. So if you're receiving money with one of these P2P person-to-person products, and it's like a lot over time, you might be receiving a tax document. And if you receive one, you can't just ignore it because they've also sent that same document to the IRS. So the IRS can be like, "Wait, I have a document yes. for this person, but I didn't get it in this filing." So. Yep, and it's called a 1099. <laughs> so if you get a 1099 from Venmo or PayPal, especially if you're doing like. A business transaction, if you're noting that this is a business transaction, which you should be. I hate to say it. I think you should because you don't want to get in mm-hmm. trouble with the IRS. I'm just saying. My mom's a CPA. I'm just saying. <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> if it's a sale here and there, it's not a big deal. But if you are doing this as like a side hustle, please do it the right way and like don't get yourself in trouble yeah. with the IRS. I mean... It's not a pleasant thing, especially if you don't have a professional to like talk to them for you. It's just scary and you don't want to put yourself in that position. So just open up a spreadsheet. That's it. That's it. Open up a daily spreadsheet. A daily spreadsheet. spreadsheet. I I love (laughs) a spreadsheet. All right. Google Sheets. If you have a Gmail, it's free. Google Sheets. I use it for everything. I have like nine vacations (laughs) planned that I never took fully planned daily itineraries <sighs> so anyway so this means that you're gonna put all of potted together's tax info together <laughs> sweet perfect i thought, I thought <laughs> we said you're gonna do that <laughs> yeah i know i know i'm joking no no i'm happy to i'm happy to carry that load with you anyway so yeah well thank you guys for letting me interview you this was a informative yeah. episode Ooh, episode one very informative oh. Um, very very business life very serious i like it um if, if you guys <laughs> we still had a 30 minute catch up let's not get crazy i know i know but the actual plant content was 45 minutes that's pretty good anyway thank you guys for listening and it we're is. so excited to be back for season six if you guys have any like episodes you'd like to hear this season we still obviously have some open slots because we are us and we don't have the entire season planned out so if you have any (laughs) anything that you've been wanting to hear definitely let us know in the comments of this of this um instagram post we post on instagram every week and we use our post as like a, a comment comment board so follow us over on instagram at potted together to check that out we have a patreon where we share bonus episodes every month it's 
basically a big chatty party and it gets a little not safe for work sometimes and it's very funny. <laughs> so definitely <laughs> worth checking out because we're a fun little crew. And <laughs> we, <laughs> we are also all on Instagram on our own. Adam is not dude. Nicole is my clean leaves and I am De La Plants. And that's it. Uh, that's, it. that's all. Goodbye. We'll talk to you next Thank week. Thank you for listening. Wait. Check out our website because we also have merch if you're new here. You know, I feel like people in January, they're like, we need to find a new podcast to listen to. So there might be some new people. That's true. So head over there too. Our podcast will be linked in the show notes. Yes. We have some very fun merch. Okay. Um, oh, also speaking of show notes, all the links and videos and everything I'll make sure is available so that you guys can reference okay all right bye bye When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.